Hello and welcome to the AJ on the Line podcast. This is your 2022 season preview. That rhymes, I like that. Um, <laughs> my name is Adam. We are here with Jimmy, with Joe, the usual pundits, experts, our friends. You can call them many things, but Joe's up at 11 o'clock in the morning and that's good for him. How are you doing, Joe? Um, well, I've been up for six minutes. They've been brilliant so far. Um, hopefully, the next uh, <laughs> the next the next fifty or so will be even better. But yeah. Well, we'll see if it goes on for fifty minutes. Um, <laughs> it, it depends how succinct our predictions are, Jimmy. How are you doing? Speaking of succinct, very well, thank you. Yeah. I would have been a lot better if I hadn't have watched the first 10 minutes of Drive to Survive uh, because my favourite person, Christian Horner, was there uh, running like he was in a Rocky movie, which I, I find quite silly. But anyway, uh, yeah, very well, thank you. Apart from that, I'm, I was seeing get over that minor blip of uh, Drive to Survive and I watch it all. I might, my, my blood pressure might rise when I see Christian Horner slightly. Uh, but anyway, I think I'll pull through. Have you been watching F1 testing instead? I have, yeah, yeah. I, I've got some very interesting points from that as well. But anyway, uh, Mazepin's gone, hasn't he? Yeah, but the good thing is that he's been replaced by Kevin Magnussen, who's a nice oh. person and a good driver. Um, thoughts on that, Jimmy? Yeah, it's brilliant to see him back. I'm quite surprised. I sort of told you it was a load of rubbish that Magnussen <laughs> was back and it was never going to happen. So I'm going to eat a bit of humble pie and say, well done. Yeah. I want to hear that. I, I predicted that we, we'd have Magnuson or Grosjean back, didn't I? Yeah, I did. did. And Joe, you also rubbished it. Yep. What, what have you got to say for yourself? <laughs> uh, well, we all get it wrong sometimes, don't we? We do, including me. And I'll probably get it wrong in these predictions for the 2022 season. So, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, we are going to decide on our order for the team championship. It's so hard to decide which car is on top after, well, we, we've had one test in Barcelona and we're halfway through the other test in Bahrain and it's still not quite that clear who is going to come out on top, which means it's going to be an exciting season, hopefully. Who's going to start in 10th place, Jimmy? Haas, uh, simply because they haven't got their season off to a very good start in testing. Uh, so I think it's only logical to say Haas. Okay, Joe, are you agreed on that? Uh, Alfa Romeo, I've gone for. Um, Actually, I've gone for that too. Well done. Good choice. Tell yeah, me I why. just think they've had a. I know I always say don't read too much into testing, but I think they've had a really disrupted testing, and I think that is important. And it's just a team that's just been not going anywhere for a while and I just see them sort of trundling to a last place finish this season. Which is a shame for Bottas because we know he's a great driver. Yeah. A world class yeah. driver. Mm-hmm. They've they've got a good they've got an alright lineup. I wouldn't say they've got the worst lineup on the grid, but yeah, I think the car will let them down. Speaking of disrupt disrupted tests, uh Alpine haven't had the best of tests. I've got them in ninth place. I think that ninth, it's not looking really. great for them. Yeah, and I, I know that that is a bold prediction already, uh, but I have them in ninth. I'm concerned 
about the look at the Endstone team at the moment. And the, th- the thing you've got to remember is they are the third biggest car manufacturer in the world. They mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing this badly, but it seems like they are. Yep. What have we got for ninth, if, if mine is so bold? Oh, I've got Haas, so I feel like that's just a pretty standard, you know, back two. But, yeah. Alfa Romeo for me. Yeah, so me and Jimmy have just got to swap round. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And then coming in eighth place, who've we got? I've got Alpha Tauri. Um, that's mm. mainly just because I sort of like did the top seven, hadn't got them in, and <laughs> they're like, yeah, I think you know, yeah, they can go there. Yeah, that, that's yeah. There's no particular reason for Alpha Tauri being there. I just <laughs> did the top seven, and they've ended up there. So, uh, Jimmy, who've we got for you uh, in eighth place? For me, uh, it is Alpine. Um, as okay. you said, they hadn't got off to a very good start. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be quite a, a testing time for them over the next uh, few races. Maybe they'll get it sorted out throughout the season, but certainly to start with, I don't think they'll be very competitive. And, I, and I've got Haas in eighth place. So we're agreed that they're going to be in the lower side, but I think that they are going to make some progress. I've got Williams just ahead of Haas, though, in seventh place. I can see that they're going to make some more forward steps. It's a new start. They've got Alex Albon in. He's a good driver. He showed that he can really develop in the way that he helped Red Bull develop that car last year. I think things are on the men for Williams, the great team that they are. Are you agreed? I'm agreed that they're on the men, but I've uh, I've got Alpine in the next... Uh, slot I think they've not had the greatest start to the year but as we said earlier they're a team with massive resources and they should be doing better and so I think they'll at least manage to do something Um, and so yeah I've got them in seventh I'm being a bit pessimistic for them Jimmy who have we got in seventh place Uh, I've got Aston Martin in seventh place Um, I don't think Obviously, testing's quite a difficult time to sort of find out where the the pecking order is. But I just thought that Aston Martin haven't really done much uh, in testing to sort of warrant them being any further up the grid. I've got Aston Martin in sixth place, so I've given away my sixth place. Joe and Jimmy, what have we got there? I've got Williams in sixth place. I think they're going to okay. have a, a really solid season. Um, a renaissance yeah um and i think they'll they'll be surprisingly ahead of alpine i think they'll just pip alpine at the last race okay jimmy same here same here to be we've honest we've got williams in sixth there okay yeah let's give each of our top fives and then debate them afterwards okay so jimmy who've we got as your top five yeah so i've got alpha Tauri, red bull ferrari mclaren mercedes interesting I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. I've got a different one. Um, okay. <laughs> I have Aston in fifth, McLaren in fourth, Red Bull in third, Mercedes in second, and Ferrari in first. Now, it is interesting that we have Ferrari towards the top, and even though it's really hard to see which car is coming out on top, Ferrari seems to be... Mm-hmm. In that conversation every single time, they're looking good with that extreme wide side pod, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And they've got a great driver pairing as well. 
it's going to be close. I, I feel as though Ferrari are going to have the best start to the season, but then Mercedes will catch up. But you, you feel that Ferrari will hang on, do you? I, I yeah, I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll have got it right this year. Um, I think it'll be close between those top three, as you'll probably see from my top five drivers prediction in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Ferrari will get it right this year. I think. Red Bull might pay the price for sort of putting so much into development um, and then so they'll be lagging a little bit behind Ferrari and Mercedes but we'll see. And what of McLaren? Because they they were really having a good solid test in Barcelona. They've had some difficulties in this test but they seem to have a really solid car don't they Jimmy? They do yeah they've got fantastic mileage in Barcelona. Uh, I'm not sure what the lack of running was uh, with it yesterday and today. They don't seem to... It's due to their brakes. They've had brake yeah, issues. They don't seem too concerned about it. I mean, I don't... When they've sort of broken to the McLaren garage at Sky watching testing, it's not like panic stations and loads of mechanics around the car. It's just sort of a couple of mechanics in the working on the car and it seems relatively quiet. So maybe they've... Um, realise they've done something wrong and they're just looking to rectify it but I don't know uh, but yeah I think they're looking uh, to have a strong season this year I think So are we looking at a three-way fight a four-way fight maybe a two-way fight with uh, Red Bull and McLaren just in behind what are we thinking both of you? I think it'll be a three-way fight I think it'll be Ferrari and Mercedes and Red Bull um, I think McLaren will be solidly fourth. I think they'll be, you know, well off the top, but uh, but well clear of everyone else in a sort of Andy Murray situation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what a great analogy! I, I think they might, you know, they'll be fast enough to maybe win win the odd race, but it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be pretty clear that the the big three are streets ahead. Not bad for 17 minutes into Joe's day, eh? Uh, just imagine, if, it, if this is what he can do after 17 minutes, just imagine what he can do <laughs> in the years to come, um, or the hours to come. Are we, are we feeling, like, though, that Ferrari have the upper hand at the moment? I know you don't like testing, Joe, but it does look like they're going to be quick. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like testing, but I must have based my Ferrari winning uh, the World Championship on something. So, yeah, I think I think they've just had very smooth running and um, they, it, it, it does look quick and they've had a lot of time and focus to get this car right. Um, so I think if ever they were going to be title challengers, this is the year that they... And they've got a great driver pairing as well. So if ever they were going to be title challengers, this is the year to do it. Absolutely. We were talking about championships. Let's move on to the championship that we all really tune in for. And that is the driver's championship. We have our top five written down. Mine have been moving around in the last few hours just because it's so tough to call. Who is going to come fifth in the championship jimmy so fifth in the championship uh i'm going to be quite bold and optimistic and say go on he froze oh (laughs) (laughs) sorry back i'm back um (laughs) did you forgive me no jimmy we were just saying how you really know how to hold the tension in the room (laughs) who is going to become 
or who is going to become fifth place in this championship? You said you were optimistic. Who is it? Optimistic, uh, Verstappen. Um, yeah, a bit of optimistic thinking, uh, hoping that Red Bull haven't put as much emphasis on the 2022 car as they did the 2021 car. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, Verstappen for fifth. See, I've got Verstappen for fifth as well. I don't think that's optimistic. I think that it's kind of he's a very good driver and he will get the best out of that car. But the people I have ahead of him, I think they will have a better car and have a more solid season overall. Um, but I'll talk about them in a bit because we're going to hear who Joe has in fifth place in his predictions for the Drivers' Championship. I have uh, George Russell in do fifth you? place. Yes, I do. Um, I just, yeah, think he'll have a, I think I think he'll have a, I think he'll have a, a, a decent start to life at Mercedes, but in a very competitive top six drivers, uh, three teams, um, I think he'll come fifth. That's fair enough. We'll move on to fourth place where I've got George Russell. I think it's going to be tight with him and Verstappen. Uh, Jimmy, who've you got? Um, I've got Leclerc um, simply because I think potentially Verstappen and Leclerc might have competitive cars, but I think they're both quite aggressive and uncompromising drivers. And if if I take you back to Silverstone, that was a very feisty battle. And I, I'm surprised it didn't end in tears. So I think there's going to be a few tears this season with Verstappen and Leclerc coming together. So Jimmy's pulled the old JC theory out on us. Yeah, the JC theory. Yeah, don't know what that is, but I, it sounds it's good. It's my theory, James. Is it your theory? Sorry, mate. Yeah. No, it's, it's that good. I stole off Twitter. To be fair, but still. <laughs> okay, and I'm <laughs> as seeing all great you, academics so. do. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Steal other people's ideas. Yeah. You can't tell that they they're uni students, Jimmy and Joe, can you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Joe, who have you got in fourth place? Um, I have, and I think this is where the constructors' championship is going to be won. Uh, Carlos signs in fourth place. Uh, I have my top three as the first drivers from each team, so to speak, and Ooh, okay. I think that. Carlos Sainz finishing ahead of George Russell and Sergio Perez, who's not included in this uh, top five, is where the Constructors' Championship is going to be won. See, I agree that Carlos Sainz is going to have a very good season. I've got him in third place. I think he's a solid driver. He's going to be in the best car at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. But I think he's going to have a better season than than Max Verstappen for Jimmy's reason because he's consistent Mm -hmm. he's got to drip in those points not drip pour in those no pour is too much but he's going to it's trickle enough I don't know he's going to keep a nice constant amount of points he's maybe not going to be on pole every race he's not going to win every race he might not get all the headlines but he's going to be chipping away He's going to be there at the end of the season. And I think it's going to be close in that top three. Jimmy, who have you got in third place? I've got Russell in third place. um, Simply because that Mercedes with their side pod design. um, Although I don't think they've shown their true pace yet in testing. I think that Mercedes, it's so radical that 
I think it Mercedes have gone down the right path because they're Mercedes and they're a championship winning team and I very much doubt they've made such an error with such a uh, such a not severe that's the wrong word such a uh, radical side pod radical that's a very good word radical side pod design thank you Joe for that and that side pod design is that they have hardly any side pods and everyone's wondering how they are cooling that engine down it looks like Mercedes have a partnership don't they with some sort of spacecraft company in terms of really having effective cooling do you have any more info on that jimmy they leaked the design a day before or like a a f1 technical journalist drew some pictures of a mercedes without any side pods posted it on his twitter and then he was right i don't know how yeah just seems weird it got leaked a day before yeah well these things happen. They've got to go through scrut- scrutineering, don't they? And yeah. you told us last uh, episode that for each race, the cars are going to have a show-and-tell kind of session before the start of each weekend. So we are going to see those changes and whether teams make upgrades. But they've got to be tactical, haven't they? Because they've got limited amount of money that they can spend, limited amount of time in the wind tunnel where they can try and work out which ideas are the best to put on the car so it's going to be interesting to see when teams uh make that next step if you like um and we'll move on to our driver conversation because joe did you give us a third place or your third place in third place i think uh, i think it's going to be the big three as the top three and in third place it's going to be max verstappen okay yeah, I don't. I think he's just not quite gonna have the car to um, compete for the championship properly. Um, but I think you know he's a very, very fast driver, and he'll pick up a few race wins and get it into third place. So yeah, you you've got a convincing way about you, haven't you, Joe? Because now I'm starting to doubt myself. Nope, I'm gonna stick with what I've got. I've said Max in fifth place. <laughs> for a reason and that is that i don't think red bull are there but you're right he's such a good driver and they are the top three it would be good though i know jimmy wouldn't enjoy it as much but if red bull ferrari and mercedes all had pretty much equal machinery throughout we would see the big three competing that is of course hamilton leclerc verstappen for me the order in terms of Who's the greatest is Hamilton, Leclerc, Verstappen. You two may disagree with me on that one. I know Joe does. Um, we'll stick with you, Joe, for your last two, though. Who is going to come out on top and who's in second place? We've got two drivers left, I'm assuming. Well, I think you can probably work it out from my constructors as well. It's I've got Lewis Hamilton in second and Charles Leclerc in first. Ooh, okay. Jimmy? Are you agreeing on that? No, so I've gone a bit left field. Have you? I've, yeah, surprising for me, I know. Valtteri Bottas is going to win the championship. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Norris and Hamilton. I think that um, McLaren looks good. Whether they'll finish second, who knows? But that's a bit of wishful thinking and a bit of hopeful thinking from me that I want Norris to be a championship contender who knows if you will where did you put mclaren in your constructors championship second oh, did you yeah 
Okay, fair enough. I thought you put him like fifth, and I was going to say Danny Rick's going to have a nightmare then. <laughs> it's but, yeah, it's watertight. Yeah, my thinking's watertight. I haven't gone I'm sure like, it is. like McLaren tenth and Norris you know, <laughs> second in the constructors. Um, so it, although it probably could do, you know. Uh, but yeah, so Hamilton first for me, um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I've got Hamilton as your championship winner with Leclerc a close second. I think that we've seen Hamilton versus Verstappen. That was tight. That was amazing last season. I think it's going to be a year of Hamilton versus Leclerc. Hopefully it's cleaner racing. There seems to be a bit more respect between those two. Uh, We've seen grande moves or nearly grande moves between them uh, when they battled in Monza. And I want to see more of that. Um, So... I am really looking forward to that. I'm sure you all are too, listening, and Jimmy and Joe. I heard a quote, I think it was Andrew Benson um, that that quoted it. Lewis Hamilton has a righteous fire stoked within him. And that, I feel, is going to be the difference between him and Leclerc. I know Leclerc isn't the reason that he may feel like his eighth championship was taken away but he's got so much motivation he's got so much desire to take what he feels and I know there are many others that feel that that championship was his so it's going to be interesting to see the greatest of all time try and raise another level on that we'll see though because Charles Leclerc is such a great racer and as I confirmed last season, Charles Leclerc likes eclairs, um, like the chocolate eclairs. This is important mm. information that we must continue to remember, Jimmy. I think you're turning into a bit of a, a Leclerc fanboy. I am a Leclerc fanboy. Are you? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm a Norris fanboy. But yeah, Leclerc's a brilliant driver. Yeah. Just thought I'd share that, but you know. Because I... I'll make no bones about it. I love F1. I'm an F1 fan primarily. But Lewis Hamilton is my driver that that got me passionate about this sport. I know Joe likes to take a more unbiased approach. And I I would like to think I'm fair with what I say. But when I look at Formula 1 after Lewis Hamilton, I think to myself, who should I support? And of course, I want British people to do well because I'm British and I have some patriotism. So I look at George Russell, Lando Norris... Um, and I think I hope they do well. And of course, I like people like Daniel Ricciardo. Um, we'll see how he's getting on when Lewis Hamilton retires. Who knows? I don't. I didn't start supporting Lewis Hamilton because he was British, or because he was with McLaren. Even though that car looked amazing back in two thousand and seven and eight, sound great as well. It did. It was something about the way he drove, the way he conducted himself. The, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, the, it's the way they go about racing in a hard but fair and a competitive way. And I, I just love it. And I feel that Charles Leclerc has that Lewis Hamilton about him. If you haven't seen it, look at the video of Charles Leclerc and Alex Albon fighting in Abu Dhabi on the last lap in Formula 2, uh, fighting for the lead. It reminded me a little bit of those battles that I saw with Lewis Hamilton fighting his way back through in Turkey. And it's it's those sorts of drives, like the one the, the battle that um, Leclerc had with Hamilton in Italy or with Verstappen in Silverstone. He's such a great driver. I can see him taking the championship to Lewis. I know I went off on one there. Jimmy, you caused it. But 
this is going to be a hell of a season if Leclerc can have the car to match his talent, isn't it? He is a great driver, to be fair to him, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, as well, I would like to hasten to add that I did start watching Formula 1 properly in 2007, and I did support Lewis because he's British. He's also a great driver, but he's also British. He's he's flown the flag for Britain incredibly well. You know, his values that he stands for, his uh, class that he has when he wins, when he loses, uh, and he's just overall an amazing guy. Um, I know I'm biased and all that sort of stuff, but he's just incredible. He's probably the, if you think about it, he's the most successful British athlete ever, in my opinion. I can't think of anyone who's eclipsed him. Phil the Power Taylor. It's darts though, isn't it? It's not really a sport. Or is it? Just saying. Yeah, just like saying. Standing there with a pint in his hand with a. I'm telling you, Phil the Power Taylor. Maybe. I don't even like darts. Maybe but Chris Hoy, but that's about it. Jason Kenny's better than Chris Hoy. Or Jason Kenny, then. Maybe we'll have this debate another time. Or maybe, yeah. if you're listening and you've got your own opinion, because inevitably you will, let us know who your top British athlete ever is. And if you're not from Britain, tell tell us where you're from and and who your country's greatest athlete is. If you're Monagas, it might be Charles Leclerc. I don't know. Are there many other Monagas athletes in that category? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of athletes that live in Monaco, but they're not Monagas. Anyway, I think we're going down a rabbit hole that we might not be able to return from in a minute. So let's move on because I've got a question, and I'm going to ask this to you first of all, Jimmy. What is going to be your biggest surprise this season? My biggest surprise this season, I think, will be how difficult the cars are to handle, uh, especially in low-speed corners. Uh, From the onboards from Bahrain, it looks like some corners are a real handful, um, which is a good thing because it means potentially more mistakes, which might lead to more overtaking. uh, And I think it's a, a good thing for F1. Um, but it may be the case that they get it sorted for the first race in Bahrain and it will be like last year, but I very much doubt it, that uh, they haven't got the grip at low speed like last year's cars have. So, so yeah, that's my surprise for this year. That's a great point that you raised there, though, because that's yet another exciting reason to watch this season. Definitely. These cars are so much harder to drive. You... you mentioned the low speed corners imagine how difficult monaco is going to be yeah could be the best race of the season well we'll see (laughs) it's it's usually tough to overtake in monaco but i can imagine if if you get that car right through monaco oh you're doing well and i i wonder if mercedes smaller design maybe that'll help them fit through the narrow streets or is that reading a bit too much into it makes them easier to get overtaken though yeah you'll be able to go around the outside yeah, but they can them. slip it back up the inside like like a, a thin slither <laughs> of cake <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so there's two ways of looking at that <laughs> they're not massive side pods it's not like they're hanging over the tires is it but as as well as the low speed there's also the bumps and the cars are so much lower to the ground if you go off the circuit you're going to damage the car that could be game over that could be title defining so hopefully the drivers are really going to make the difference i guess you don't know yet but what do you think the biggest surprise is going to be joe um i think it's going to be alex albon i've mentioned how i think williams are going to have you know a 
decent season um, and I think the majority of their points will be scored by Alex Albon, no disrespect to Nicholas Latifi um, but I think people forget that he was quite good when he was in sport obviously he had a tough time in that Red Bull seat but it happens to the best of us um, and that sounds like experience. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, at this rate, I think I will get to try out the second Red Bull seat before I die. <laughs> but there we go. Um, but yeah, I think Albon was very close to Norris and Russell, who are considered two of the best young talents on the on the grid. He was very close to them in F two. He did a pretty good job in his first season in Toro Rosso. So I think he'll have a you know, solid season. I don't. I don't think he'll quite set the world on fire, but I think people mistake him for a bad driver when he's certainly not that. And I think he'll have a very solid uh, season. And we saw how Pierre Gasly came back when he was given another chance, and Albon didn't really get that chance. So this is it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully for him, he's back, and he's going to show the world why he deserves to be an F1. Now, second season syndrome or second season sensation, that's what I wonder will happen with Mick Schumacher. That was really good up until I stuttered. I reckon the biggest surprise will be Mick Schumacher's pace because there's a lot of people that really rate him, but he's been up against a driver that hadn't been highly rated and we don't really know how good Schumacher is. Now he's going to be up against uh, Kevin Magnussen, who we know is a decent driver. He's going to hopefully be in a better car than he was last season. He's either going to be amazing, and then questions are going to be asked, what are Ferrari going to do with him next? Are they going to promote him? Where would they promote him to? Etc, etc. Or is Magnussen going to brush him off like some crumbs after a great sandwich at lunchtime? And everyone's like, Mick Schumacher isn't quite the driver that we thought he was. And is he going to become under pressure, maybe get replaced? I don't know. We're going to find out. It's a defining year for Schumacher, isn't it? It is. I think it would be beneficial for uh, Mick to have somebody who uh, has been in Formula 1 for quite a number of years and he'll be able to learn quite a few things from him. Um, It was always quite a tricky situation last year because they're both rookies. So it's like Russell and Hamilton. Russell will be able to learn from Hamilton. um, And likewise, Schumacher will be able to learn from Magnussen as well. Okay, uh, moving on. Who or what is going to be the biggest disappointment this season? I know it's a bit negative, but Joe, you're a realist. Yeah. Unfortunately, it gives me no pleasure to say this. I think it's going to be Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, I had that. Did you? I can do Alonso if you want. No, don't instead. worry. I agree with you, um, and I don't like. I've to literally, talk I've got, I've got, it. I've got Alonso slash Daniel Ricciardo. Same, but yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> I've got those two as well because I'm worried yeah. about Alonso and Alpine and Daniel Ricciardo and whether he's going to be there. He's not had the best start to the season, has he, Joe? Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I just because obviously we've made we've made all these predictions, and I just seem to not have Daniel Ricciardo up there in any of them. Um, so ultimately, I just don't see him doing that brilliantly. I don't... Yeah. Same. <laughs> and I, and he, he's he got the biggest pressure. Other than Joe Guanyu, who's a rookie, Daniel Ricciardo needed the most time 
in the car during testing, didn't he? And he was ill yesterday, and he's ill today, and then tomorrow's the last day of testing. Lando Norris is going to have a sore neck, but that is yeah. less than ideal for Daniel Ricciardo, isn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, it's not good, especially with the, the issues he had with the 2021 car. Uh, but we're just going to have to see, I think. Um, maybe this new car will be a uh, better fit for his driving style. Um, and I, I, I read an article uh, on the race, I think, that said him struggling with the car so much actually helped McLaren to understand and try to rectify the weakness. You're Whereas right. if you have two drivers that can cope with it, um, you necess- don't necessarily devote as much time to it. So we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, certainly Daniel Ricciardo um, could have a difficult year at McLaren, which is a real shame. Yeah, well, let's not forget, though, Daniel Ricciardo hasn't forgotten how to drive a Formula One car quickly. And hopefully for him, these new regulations will allow him to get the best out of that McLaren because we all love to see a Danny Rick at the top of the podium taking a sip from his boot. Um, And that was a great moment last season. That reminds me, though, I've got to ask you two how many different race winners we're going to have this season. Because, of course, we had a couple of surprises in Ricardo and Ocon last season. Uh, who we or what number have we got? And who do you think it's going to be? Well, I'm staying optimistic. Um, I did speak about this in probably the 2021 season review. Um, and I'm, I'm going to stick with nine. And I know that's ridiculously high. But I did, but I did, uh, I did predict it in the 2021 season review, and I'm hoping we're going to have a very competitive grid and beat that uh, record of eight set in 2012. Um, and if we do end up with a competitive top three of um, Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull, that's six winners. Um, so that just leaves three crazy race winners that we need. I can see one of the McLarens or maybe even two of the McLarens picking up one. It, it wouldn't be a surprise if we saw um, Lando Norris get his first win this year. And mm-hmm. it would be a surprise if Carlos Sainz didn't get his first win this year. If we're assuming the Ferrari's as fast as we all seem to think it is. But yeah, um, I think nine is an incredibly optimistic but possibly achievable number. You've shown us your work in and I like it. Jimmy, what number have we got? I think there'll be Leclerc, Hamilton, Verstappen, Norris. And I don't think... Potentially, science could win a race. I don't think Perez will win a race. Russell, did you say Russell? No, but you have now. Norris. So, more than seven, then. Probably about nine-ish. So, same as Joe. So, yeah. So, we've gone for nine. I went for seven. I don't know. I I don't know exactly who's going to win, but I can imagine that Hamilton, mm. Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen yeah. are going to win. I can see Russell getting his first victory. I think seven's a more realistic number, to be fair. But then there's there's going to be the odds about. I think Lando Norris will too, so that makes seven. Um, but there could be a crazy race in which we see Alonso win again. Who knows? I doubt that though. I mm. I can see maybe uh, Pierre. Picking up another win? We'll see, though. That's why we watch Formula 1. We want to find these things out. There's a lot of talk, but talk is cheap. Although, 
that kind of takes away the value from the whole podcast really um <laughs> because that literally is <laughs> what a podcast is we'll move on quickly so for those of you that don't listen to our race reviews we have we give out awards and one of the awards that we give out is the aj on the line line of the week and it's my favorite award is who has said the funniest or most amusing or interesting thing and we then have an aj on the line line of the year who has said the best thing all year the question is though who do we reckon is the most likely to say that thing to get the aj on the line line of the year jimmy what's your prediction um i'm gonna have to follow your lead here and say toto wolf because he just comes out with some crackers yeah, so to, to make it clear, I have sent Jimmy and Joe the answers to these questions ahead of time to give them an idea of who I think. So you're agreeing with me on this. It's going to be Toto. Yeah, I think so. He'll come out with a cracker. I'm sure of it. I've just remembered in my head. Michael, can you check your emails? I, I think it would be useful if you change your emails. Toto, I don't check emails during the race. Maybe you should do, because it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming up now. <laughs> Joe, have you got a different answer or is Toto going to get a belter? I think it's going to be Sebastian Vettel. Ooh. I think he always comes out with uh, some great lines. And yeah, I love hearing him in the car. I love hearing him get interviewed. He's a very entertaining man. So and ho I really hope Aston have a good season um, because... I'd like to see him do well and we get some good lines from it. I heard uh, someone say the other day, whatever I'm watching, whether it's a TV program, a film or whatever, I always think this could do with Sebastian Vettel involved. It would just make mm. it better because he always makes everything better, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a great guy. Great guy. Um, I can also see a few I am stupids from Charles Leclerc <laughs> at some point, which won't help his championship run, but... Uh, I, I love the way that Charles Leclerc speaks on the radio. I, I know English isn't his first language and he's very good at English and much better at English than I am French or Italian or whatever his first language is. He does come out and, and he, he speaks a little bit literally sometimes. I can't think of an exact example, but I do like to listen to him on the radio. Let's move on because we have a question to ask again a bonus question on the aj on the line line of the year who's got the aj on the line line of the year so far joe i am going to be incredibly immature now you'll be delighted to hear Good. so aston martin have recently appointed a new team principal so we'll go with the line new aston martin team principal my crack <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, it is mike crack and he seems like a nice guy <laughs> is it it's, it's mike crack mike crack mike crack yeah let's see how many times we can say that in a minute <laughs> well yeah bit immature for everyone but on the other hand it just is funny isn't it so <laughs> it is um my line of the week my line of the week is going to be uh, Christian Horner. Uh, he said he got ambushed outside his garage uh, with, I think it was Ted Kravitz and Rachel from Sky Sports. Brooks, that's it, Rachel Brooks. Um, 
and um, he said, it's a load of rubbish what everybody's saying about me. I never said that Mercedes is illegal and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he says, I haven't really paid much attention. And I think that's such a crazy thing to say because, of course, he's paid attention to it. I mean, how can you not? Everybody's going on about it. Also, that just a few minutes before then, the cameras were focused on him with Verstappen and Helmut Marko watching it closely on the screen. I know, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. And to top things off, to top things off, he looked like a pound shop Tom Cruise as well when he walked out the garage uh, with his aviators and his tan trousers. Um, but yeah, I know. It's... I bet he didn't look as much like Tom Cruise as Sergio Perez did, though. I didn't see Sergio Perez. What do you mean? Well, Sergio Perez just looks like Tom Cruise. Have you ever seen a picture of them side by side? No, I haven't, no. They look like they look the same. Don't, you, don't you think that um, Lance Stroll looks like the Incredible Hulk? What in his green overalls, or just no, just generally? his face a bit, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see what you mean. But yeah, type in on Google Tom Cruise, Sergio Perez, and there's a, they look exactly the same. They're the same person. Well, breaking news coming from Joe. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a picture of there's literally a picture of. Someone in red ball overalls. I think it's Tom Cruise, but it just looks like Sergio Perez. Yeah, it does. Yeah, if you look, there's a picture of him in a car, and it's basic. It does look. Yeah, it's crazy. Actually, having said that, see, I'm telling you, Sergio Perez and Tom Cruise. Has anyone ever seen them in the same room? Well, Tom Cruise yeah. has. He he was everywhere last year, wasn't he? Yeah, I know, but still, maybe maybe Sergio was his stunt double, right? I had a more sensible AJ on the line line of the year compared to these two, and that was Lewis Hamilton's. If you, if you thought what you saw last year was good, wait until you see this year. Um, that that's just confidence and intent, and it's going to be an exciting season. I can't wait. Um, well, I look forward to hearing what my cracks got to say throughout the season. I do too. I'm sure he'll have many pearls of wisdom throughout the season. I'm sure he will, Jimmy. You you can only answer with one name, okay? Jimmy, who is going to win the first Grand Prix? The one in Bahrain next weekend. Lewis. Joe? Carlos Sainz. I've got Carlos Sainz as well. I just want to pick up on something. Carlos Sainz, the reason I've got him, I don't know if it's the same reason for you, Joe. Because these cars are so new, so twitchy, so hard to drive, it's going to be someone that can be smooth with the car. A smooth operator, if you will, no. <laughs> um, that can get the best of it in the early part of the season. I can see Charles Leclerc maybe being on pole, but maybe having an I am stupid moment that won't help him. Mm. I don't know how he's going to be ahead of <laughs> Carlos Sainz in the championship for that reason, probably because he's going to win more races. But I can see Carlos Sainz closely followed by Hamilton, probably. I, I can see him being in a battle. It could be akin to that battle that Hamilton and Verstappen had at the beginning of last season. It was tight mm -hmm. and it's going to be exciting. Do we have any more predictions that you want to throw in there before we end this podcast? I've really enjoyed. I hope you have too. There's going to be a lot of tension between Red Bull and Mercedes this season. So like last season? Yeah, but yeah. even more worse because, you know, what happened in, you know, you know what, you know where 
you know, I don't, I don't really want to say it because it's, you know, let bygones be bygones and all that sort of stuff and, you know, and uh, new season and stuff. But you, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? What, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix of 2021? <laughs> I just said it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it might exactly. be a bit intense. I, I, it is going to be interesting, the dynamic between uh, Toto and Christian. But if we get a bit of Bonotto in there, I think Bonotto and Wolf, I think they have quite a lot of respect. I just think Horner's quite a difficult customer. And I think Toto Wolf really doesn't like him. And I think that Christian Horner really doesn't like Toto Wolf. And, you know, all the other team principals, I think, actually are okay with both of them. It's just, it's that sort of tension between the two, which we should. But don't you think that if Mercedes and Ferrari are battling like Mercedes and Red Bull were last season, do you think that Toto and Bonotto are going to develop more tension? They've got to, haven't they? They're, they're in competition. I don't think they will. I think they've got... I think Bonotto's a bit more of a... Yeah, he just seems not the person to get flustered. He's a calm, calculated character, isn't he? I think so, yeah. That spoke in Italian in Drive to Survive, I've noticed, after watching the first episode. Um, You've only watched the first, have you? I have only watched the first episode so far. Um... But I intend on watching more, um, probably after testing this afternoon. Oh, I, I live a good life. I've got to say, what an amazing day it is when I, I get to wake up. I woke up so early. It was at six o'clock. I couldn't go back to sleep. I was so excited because I had the choice between watching Dry to Survive or F1 testing or both. And I'm going to do both. So I went for a run for half an hour just before testing started and then got on when testing watched a quick cheeky episode to drive to survive and then watched a red flag come out in testing and then i got to speak to you two so i want to say thank you to you two this is like christmas day for f1 fans i i've gone off on one but i hope that you are all excited i i know us three are and thank you so much for listening please do show us love however you want to do that uh within reason um (laughs) 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 i mean like show the podcast love like jimmy doesn't really like being accosted um in the street definitely not no Um, he will take photos with you but only if you ask him um for five pounds as well yeah but anyway if you do see me i I, don't even know what i look like so yeah it's gonna be quite difficult they they do they do know what you know what you look like because there's a photo of you on my website oh is it perfect Brilliant. Because I did a, I did a, I did a one-on-one interview with you, didn't I, about leadership and Toto Wolff and how yeah. he's brilliant, um, and Eddie Jones. If you've not seen that ten out of ten series, go and have a listen because that was a good series, and I'm still speaking to more people about doing more episodes of that it's the new season it's coming soon let us know what you think is coming what are you most excited about my name's adam they've been jimmy and joe thank you for listening